No matter where you work, you probably face challenges. But to put your challenges into perspective, listen to Samuel. He leads a media ministry, and believe me, he knows what it's like to face challenges at work. When people in his area are offended by what he's saying, here's how they respond. You know, many times they came to our office, beat our staff, they came with a lot of weapons. So why does Samuel persist in this ministry? We believe that God has placed us in that part of the world to be a light and salt, and we don't want to miss our part. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. We're recording today in our studio in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Our guest, though, has come a long way to be here with us. Uh, we are simply going to call him Brother Samuel. We're not going to go into a lot of detail about uh, exactly who he is or what he does. Uh, he is from Pakistan, and he leads a media ministry there. Brother Samuel, welcome to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. It has been my privilege to sit you know, behind you and record this uh, wonderful radio program. Samuel, tell us about uh, the situation for Christians in Pakistan. What, what are the biggest challenges that they're facing right now in Pakistan? Yes, there are you know, many challenges while we are living in Pakistan where 98% are Muslims. And of course, the Muslims are most one of the radical Muslims living in this globe. But uh, especially while we are living in Pakistan, we have the biggest challenges, religious discrimination. You know, because of the laws in our constitution, which is one of the major laws is blasphemy law, you know, which is a, a kind of falsely accused because of the law. Christians has been falsely accused. They have been killed and, you know, they have been blamed. They have forcibly converted. And uh, because of these laws, the Christians has been in a mess. And of course, the security, security is one of the major thing, you know, when we are so much in fear, you know, because of these suicide bombs and threats like we have been faced recently at the eve of Easter when, you know, a lot of Christians, you know, they lost precious people, you know, in this suicide bomb. Let's talk a little bit about the blasphemy law, because the blasphemy law, obviously, that's the government doing the persecution. You get charged, you get arrested, you get taken to court. Uh, but it also kind of—I know there are radical Muslim elements in the culture that are also persecuting. Are they equal, or is one greater than the other as far as the danger to Christians? Is it mostly the government? Is it mostly radicals? Or is it kind of an equal amount of both of them? They want to secure the dignity of Muhammad. And this is the blasphemy law is all about, where they protect him. You know, they said, you know, nobody can say anything against him. And, uh, of course, the law and the courts are protecting, you know, these things. And uh, when people saw that happening, you know, they not wait for the court or trials for that. In many cases, you know, the people killed the Christians on the spot, 
you know not only they kill them their families and you know in the recent years we have seen whole villages has been burned because of this false accusations of the blasphemy law so you know this is the picture you know we can see you know not only government you know government tried to implement you know the amendment in the law but they couldn't do that because the religious elements are much more stronger than the government that we have seen even they even they want to add you know that if the person is accused for the blasphemy law and who is referring to him he can go to the in the jail or he can also be in the police custody in the while until it's not judged or it's not announced in the court but you know they cannot change that law because the religious elements are much stronger you know in government as far as we see so it seems like the government and the very religious elements are kind of working together they're kind of yes helping each other yeah yeah so you know i know the blasphemy law and we've as long as i've been at voice of the martyrs we've talked about the blasphemy law if if you're a muslim and i come to you and i share the gospel if is that blasphemy would i be guilty of blasphemy in pakistan simply by sharing the gospel with a muslim or is it only if i say something about islam no basically you know when we when we shared the gospel we said of course they knew that the christians believe that jesus is son of god and uh, and you know when when we when we spoke very common things you know even in islam and in christianity we of course jesus christ is the center point of this conversation and when we see jesus in the quran and of course in the bible he is sinless person you know and and you know when muslims sees the personality of christ many times they don't have any answer or significant event that muhammad did so they got angry you know they got you know jealous with that and of course they ended up with the with the argument or with the fight and then our next step is you know they accuse that you said you know that muhammad did nothing and it is you know they considered it as a blasphemy so even we are sharing a very simple thing about christ you know they can turn these simple arguments into accusations and that ended up with a accusation in the 295c as a christian and particularly somebody who's involved with media how do you how do you deal with that how do you speak in such a way that you're not going to be arrested the next day for committing blasphemy basically you know this is god's grace and his favor for us that we are a uh, licensed media ministry in the nation of pakistan man we thank god for that that we have uh, according to we we can preach according to the bible you know even we can say jesus christ is a son of god and that is a uh, it is one of the you know miracle that god has done for us to being in a christian uh, being in being a christian in pakistan and serving the lord in the media ministry now you mentioned earlier that there has been at times in the past there's been some discussion about changing the blasphemy laws yeah is there any chance of that actually happening basically you know one of the martyrs we have his name is mr bhati and he he is the one who took this initiative and taliban assassinated him in 2011 there are many other leaders in our country but they are not speaking it loudly and because they have seen you know the government is no very you know it's a very clear that they know that the muslims are using this law just to kill christians 
but they are trying but still religious elements are very much in power in our country you know the taliban or extremist organizations they are very much power in the government and government is not able to move even they are willing to do that we've talked about the persecution and kind of the bad stuff let's talk about the good stuff yes because i know you see in your ministry muslims coming to know christ changing their lives changing mm. their hearts Tell us a little bit about what God's doing behind the scenes in Pakistan. Uh, as we shared about the blasphemy law and the things for the Muslims to coming to the churches and meeting Christian, you know, people freely, it's it seems difficult because of this law. You know, we also had to be careful, you know, while we are talking to Muslims. But through media, as I shared, you know, we have that uh, freedom to preach according to the Bible, which is an incredible favor. And uh, we broadcast 24-7 to especially to reach not only to the Muslim, but also to the Christian as well. And a lot of Muslims, they have many questions about Jesus, you know, since they were childhood. Yeah, they read on Quran that, you know, Jesus Christ is a sinless person. He is the only one who born from the virgin. And, you know, according to Quran, Jesus take the dust and he make, you know, birds. And when he breathes, they flies. So how is incredible is the life of Christ even in Quran? So they ask these questions in their lifetime from imams or in the mosque, but nobody is willing to talk about Christ. So while they are watching television, they found some very good lifestyle or answers about Jesus Christ. And uh, recently, one of the biggest organization, extremist radical organization in our country, his their youngest son, you know, he said, I always have a question in my mind, why Christians tell Jesus is the son of God? So we talk about these questions in our media and uh, we, we believe there are, it has been impacted and so many lives. But this young man called us once and he said, I come to know why you call Jesus Christ as a son of God. In Muslim perspective, they thought maybe, you know, God and, you know, Mary, they have, you know, even they believe Jesus is born from virgin, but they, their mind goes to the, you know, materialistically. So that opens his, his heart for the Christ. And after six months, he decided that I want to announce that, you know, I am following Christ. And even wow. he go to the mosque and he declare that I am following Christ. Of course, the, he knows the consequences when Muslims beat him so badly until that. But he is a still a very strong believer and God is using him to witnessing so many Muslims in our city. You know, I think it's interesting you point out the importance of a media ministry because somebody like that, A, they may not even know a Christian— but B, they would they would never come to a person and say, hey, I, you know, answer my questions. But they would go on the Internet or they would watch on television or they would listen on the radio uh, and over time have their questions answered in a way that protects them. Yes. Whereas, you know, if, if they went to a church and somebody saw them coming out of a church, they could be killed just yeah. for that. Yeah. So I, I think it's important for our listeners to understand why the media ministry is so important is because it, it kind of bypasses some of those barriers and gets right to people's hearts. You know, this ministry is not without risk for you. Uh, you have had threats. You've had, you know, problems. Tell us a little bit about 
about some of the challenges you've had. And I know, obviously, for security reasons, we don't want to mention a lot of details, but some of the challenges that you've had. And then I want to ask you how you how you get ready, how you keep going, even in spite of those challenges. Of course, you know, since I said the guy who gave his life to the Lord through our media ministry, our part of the country knows that, you know, what was the reason behind. And a lot of extremists, you know, they came and they threatened us many times. And of course, they have beat a couple of times our staff. But we believe that when you are carrying the cross, there is a cost. We are willing to pay the cost to see the kingdom of God growing in the nation of Pakistan. We believe that this is the time for the Christians to strand and to, you know, lay down the foundation, you know, that the people and these tribes and the Muslim world will know that Jesus Christ is Lord. So it is, you know, really a challenge of security, you know, being living in the nation of Pakistan. It is difficult for many people to come over and help us like uh, on the missions or trainings or like conferences like we do have in other part of the world. So this is the one of the things that we lack a lot. We don't have so much uh, Christian content. We don't have so much people who are be a helping hand. At the same time, while we are living in Pakistan, we don't have so much resources. And, you know, people who don't come, they will sometimes, they not help. But uh, but we believe that, you know, we are a body of Christ and we want to move together for the kingdom of God. Let's talk about, you mentioned the threats that you've yes. gotten. Tell me a little bit more about that. Is Is that a phone call? Is that a letter that comes in the mail? Is it just somebody who shows up on your doorstep and says, you need to stop? How, how does that work? Calls are regularly came. You know, whenever we whenever we said that Jesus Christ is Son of God, you know, it is like a blasphemy for Muslims. So they call us and, of course, they use, you know, the baddest language they can. But, you know, many times they come to our office. Many times they came to our office. Once they have been, came to my home as well. You know, while I was not at my home and they threatened my wife very hard. And we lived separately for about three months in the year 2014 when we just started our, our, our station. But it has been a very hard time. And, you know, many times they came to our office, beat our staff. They came with a lot of weapons. And uh, thank God they're not killed anybody but they have beaten very badly and the man you know we they they beat they have been to in the hospital for a week like so for three months you and your wife live separately yes for her protection yes you know they they threaten us that they will kidnap my daughters you know and uh, that has been a such a painful and well we are living in the islamic country we know what that means because in our own city they have uh, like it's also in the British, which is very bad. They rape like a six-year-old baby. So we were very much, you know, in pain for some time. My wife felt it so badly, you know, when they came to our home. And um, then we moved to another place, which is much more safer than we are now. So how do you, in your own heart, make peace with the idea that you could be persecuted? You could be beaten. You could be killed. Your wife could be harmed. Your daughters could be harmed. How do you make peace with that and then keep doing the ministry that you're doing? Basically, you know, when we are witnessing, like in that culture, you know, we know that anything happened at any time. You know, we know we are aware of the risks. We are aware of the threats. 
and we are aware anything could took place any any time but we want to continue because we believe that god has placed us in that part of the world to be a light and salt and we don't to miss our part even we lose our life we want to reach out we want to be a shine in this darker part of world because we felt that god has called us to do you know god god spoke to us and god said this is for what i have made you this is your call this is your work and we are so in peace with god while we are moving forward towards our destiny is that a is that a daily process of saying okay lord today <laughs> you use me today and i understand the risks and then tomorrow it's a new day and you start again or is it something where you kind of once and for all said okay i make i'm okay with this you know it's it's like a hourly basis you know <laughs> it's not it's not daily it's not, not just weekly daily, it's, it's hourly. hourly whenever we we met people outside whenever people came inside because we don't have security protection as this part of the world has even our own police you know they have been had a very bad time with the with the extremist but we believe god is our protection and uh, of course the, you know blood of lamb is you know we are protected in him and we move with that you know we, there is a no obligation no complaints we believe god has he called us and make us for that part of the world and we are living joyful life in this storms but because we believe that the name of the lord is glorified and you know it's just, it's moving it's spreading people are coming to the lord We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Samuel. He is the leader of a media ministry in Pakistan. I love it that you use the word joy because I think in some of our listeners' minds they picture Christians in in restricted nations as kind of hunkered down and scared and sad, but you say joy. I sense that too. I sense that in you. I sense that in others that I've met with. What is the source of that joy? Basically, you know, we we are not doing it by you know force we are not doing it as an option we are doing this because god has given us the call and we are called to spread the gospel to spread the light of light of christ in this darker part of the world so this is a privilege for us playing a one role in the media to see the body of christ growing in that most extremist or terrorist affected nation and this is our joy this is not we are doing by force or no doing for our duty or doing for any other incentives we have been facing so much challenges but we have seen god is standing alongside with us to reaching to this muslim world was it harder for your wife to make peace with all of this than it was for you or was she kind of on board alongside you the whole time yeah many times you know she felt of course hard it because it was hard but of course when we pray together and the with our family she she sometimes does things you know more impactfully rather than me she goes and talk to the woman which is the most uh, devastating part of the islamic world where where the woman has been treated so badly but you know my wife goes and talk to the women and comfort them encourage them and of course you know shares few things and uh, 
sometimes it's gave her advantage but it's difficult for a woman as well to preach the gospel freely like Asia Bibi she don't she did not do does anything wrong but you know she's still in the jail since you know many years so that's why she's in the ministry she is standing you know alongside with me really ready to face any challenges in the life and uh, still goes with the cross amen let's talk a little bit about reaching out to muslims because yes. some of our listeners you know they have muslims neighbors or coworkers or students at their school how do we as Americans, how would you advise us to reach out to Muslims around us? Basically, you know, the number one thing is the love of God. When we go to Muslims, sometimes we, we seize them as a terrorist living in this planet. <laughs> but every Muslim is not a terrorist. There are Muslims who are liberal. They are open to the gospel. You know, we go to them, we build friendship. Of course, there are many questions that can create more uh, zeal for Christ, like how we start, you know, discipling Muslim, how we start our conversations with Muslim. We ask them questions. Why Jesus is the only person in this whole planet who born from the Virgin? And like, you know, there are so many things about Christ. There is our common ground from where we begin with. There is a why Jesus is the, is the sinless personality. And there are, you know, like he does miracles, he raises the dead, he cleanses the lepers. And of course, he's coming again. Really, a conversation of friendly conversation start from the common ground. So that is the ground where we start talking to them. And of course, you know, day by day, they have no answers from the Quran. So they realize Bible is the source where we can uh, know more better about the creator, about the savior, rather than they are reading their book. So at what point, as we're building a friendship with a Muslim yeah. coworker, say, at what point can we give them a Bible? And will it be, would that be offensive to them if we do it too early? Or how, how would you advise us in that? Basically, you know, once we share these questions with them, you know, they ask us, mm. can we read the Bible? So, of course, you know, we gave them Bible because of their willingness when they ask, because in our part of the world, we cannot give them Bible until they not ask. Yes, you have to be careful. Here yeah. in America, we don't have to be as careful, but we want to be wise yes. uh, about how to do that. But as you say, if they ask for a Bible, then yeah. obviously it's not going to be offensive to yeah. give them one yes. because they asked for it. Yeah. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Samuel. He is the leader of a media ministry in Pakistan. Uh, Samuel, as we finish up, we always want to equip our listeners to pray. Yes. How can we pray for the nation of Pakistan? I want to tell everybody who is listening to the Voice of Martyrs in this radio program, there are Muslims in Pakistan, they are, they are hungry for Christ. Even, you know, the picture we portrayed, it is very radical. They are hard. They can put bombs in their body and blow themselves as a suicide bomber. But inside of them, there is a man who is want eternity. There is hungry for the eternity. They, they have no hope. They have no hope in the religious they are following. Of course, it's hard. It's difficult. Uh, situation is bit changed. We had to come out of that comfort zone, but 
I want to share that the harvest in the nation of Pakistan is ready. When the Muslims are looking forward for, you know, men and women who can go and tell about Jesus. We experienced in our media ministry in last couple of months, thousands of people called us daily for the prayer and they have a heart to know more Jesus. So there, we, we can sense that. You know, we believe this is the time for country. So we need your prayers that we were able to go to them more effectively and we can be equipped and uh, we need, you know, more people in this labor, especially youngsters. So, you know, we need your primary, we need your prayers that we can reach unto them with the love of God. I want to be sure people heard what you said. Thousands of Muslims yes. are calling. Yes. They want more information. Yes. They have questions. They want answers. This is not like a trickle. This is like a flood. There's a lot of people who are open to the gospel right now. So we want to pray that, that God will continue to make that happen, that he'll provide laborers to work in this harvest field. Brother Samuel, how can we pray specifically for your family and your ministry? We are praying to link up our media ministry into another level. Of course, it has been a challenge while we are living in Pakistan to have that much resources and uh, to link up with that. So I believe we need your prayers that we could have resources, we could have content, we could have books that we can publish in our languages to reach the tribal groups, to reach the people who never hear the gospel. And of course, we, we need your prayers and we need your support that we can do that. We're not finished talking with Brother Samuel here on the Voice of the Martyrs radio network, but before we wrap up, I want to remind you that you can hear a lot more conversations just like this one at vomradio.net. When you hear from our guests like Brother Samuel, you learn how to pray more effectively for frontline gospel workers around the world. You also get accounts of what God is doing behind the scenes, even stories of enemies of the gospel coming to know Christ in a personal way. Not only that, I, I think we get valuable perspective on our own trials when we hear how brothers and sisters are remaining faithful in the midst of their persecution and suffering. You can hear every single one of our past episodes at vomradio.net. How much do you know about Bangladesh? Do you know how God is at work there? That's where we're headed next week, so I hope you'll come back and join us here on the Voice of the Martyrs radio network. Brother Samuel, to close our time, I want to finish with a scripture. Is there a favorite passage that you have that you draw strength from? As you said earlier, you live hour by hour committing yourself to the Lord. What's a passage of scripture that helps you do that? I love one of the words. It's in Acts chapter 3 and verse 47. I have made you light for the Gentiles to spread the gospel into the rest of the world. Amen. And you are doing it as, as you said. God has created you for this ministry, for this time, uh, and he is equipping you and providing I want to encourage our listeners. We've talked a little bit about how to pray for Pakistan, uh, how to pray for Brother Samuel and the media ministry that he leads there. Uh, and I want to encourage you as well, as you are encountering Muslims in your workplace, in your school, in your neighborhoods, 
as he said, don't be afraid. Don't begin with the idea, well, that guy's probably a terrorist. No, he's probably not. Uh, begin with an idea of that's somebody that Jesus died for, and I want to be the one to, to be the face in the hands of Jesus to reach out to them. So uh, I encourage you, I think Pastor Samuel in, in joins me in encouraging you to just reach out, just build a friendship, build a relationship, let them ask you questions. Uh, that will be a great way to guide that conversation. Brother Samuel, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for your ministry, and we pray that God will continue to bless and protect and increase your ministry in Pakistan. Uh, Pakistan is one of the you know difficult countries considered as a difficult countries in the in the world, but we believe the God is doing amazing things. I have a good news for every listener that God is doing amazing things in Pakistan and we are a part of it. I, we want you to be a part of it through your prayers. This is the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.